Three songs Three songs Three songs We got Mike Three songs She wrung her hands and cried The Johnny comes to the man Oh, world I rule now I died a bit drunk, drunk, drunk Died a bit drunk, drunk, drunk Died a bit drunk, drunk, drunk I'm just from Alabama I ain't a bit I ain't a bit Three songs I ain't a bit Three songs I mean just what I say all right, it's the uh, December 18th, <laughs> 2017 edition. It's the Drinking Songs edition, or at least that's what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, you can drink during mine as well. <laughs> uh, but um, was that also like sponsored by Jack's Royale Brewing, the, uh, could that be. intro? Could be, maybe. Yeah. Why, why not? That was, that was a little snippet. Like, and you just have the one flavor of, of Royale beer? Oh, no, yours? oh, no, no. I got another one going tonight. I got... Um, I got the Willamette Stone Summer Ale going tonight. Oh, you got the Christmas collection. Oh yeah, Jack set me up. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so we're yeah, yeah we're going. Thanks Royale Brewing, and thank you Jack for all of our theme songs. And <laughs> we're we're actually now creating at various times our own theme songs to go along with your products. That's right. Well, that one was a little snippet from George Shortbuckle Rourke. I ain't a bit drunk. Alabama, that's yeah. a, you know, like I think it all goes back to about fifteen shows ago, or so, or somewhat in that neighborhood, where I um, very unwisely claimed that Alabama's musical um, contribution was limited, and the Alabama music from the last one hundred and fifty years just keeps coming on out on this show. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now you gotta love a chorus like "I ain't a bit drunk. I'm just from Alabama." Um, yeah, we're even playing like Waxahachie. We're playing like 2017 <laughs> Alabama music. Yeah, we'll be, we'll yeah. just keep going. This so this is episode 34. Go on, sisters. Okay, episode 34, Bob. Believe it or not, you're Bob Nastanovich. I'm Mike Hogan. It's three yeah. Songs. I'm in Des Moines. You're in Queens, That's and right. I'm going to take us straight into Queens. Really? Um, yeah. Queens. Yeah. No. Um, Bring it. You know, F- Flesh Tones actually got the ball rolling in Queens in the mid 70s. And it was, I guess, the two members that have been in the band all the way through to the present day. I imagine they're probably playing a rockin' New Year's Eve show somewhere, probably in your metropolitan area. I would imagine. But they're, yeah, in the 80s, they were like a real uh, powerhouse party garage rock band. So when I was a teenager, I would have first stumbled upon them, probably around the age of 15. And it was like, you know, it took me to a, it opened up some doors to me because I'd never really listened to like what you call garage rock. Okay. Like that didn't really have any meaning to me and like perhaps didn't really have any meaning to them, but it was like, you know, of course all music journalists try to throw everything into a genre. And at the time when they were on IRS in the early eighties, and then of course Zaremba became the, the 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 host right of that's that how i knew sh- of that yeah. show yeah on that mtv show cutting edge yeah the cutting edge irs the cutting edge which was sponsored by irs and it was like kind of it was kind of mtv's like first dipping into the underground which mm-hmm. you know eventually led to 120 minutes and then Absolutely. jackie ferry super rock which covered a lot of grunge and a lot of other current underground music but um, the flesh tones were very much a part of the scene 
in New York, which of course included CBs and Maxes and Maxwell's and Hoboken. Uh, 9.30 Club, they played in Richmond, they played at Danceteria and Irving Plaza. They were like a just a popular, fun local band, and they were very theatrical and did a very fun, energetic live show. And this song I'm going to play now is one of their, probably their most famous song, Right Side of a, of a Good Thing, but it was just like, the images were just of a, what you ever saw of this band was just like, people really having fun in a club and the band having as much or more fun on stage as the crowd. So it was just like, to me, it was just like, hold on, like, this is something I've never really seen before. I've never seen this kind of like wild party breaking out in a, in a rock club. So as a teenager, it was like a new adventure to me. I like it. Let's do it. Flesh tones. Here we go.
flesh tones, Bob. So yeah, just like straightforward, easily digestible party rock. Yeah, and I can imagine that that's... We, we were talking last show about uh, bands that are really good live and maybe not quite... They don't quite translate as well on vinyl or on, on recording. And then ones that record, so, you know, sound great on yeah, album. Yeah, no, I think they're definitely one. I think that they, you know, were famous for their live shows because they were pretty wild on right. stage. Right, right. <clears throat> I can then, imagine like, that being much more intense. Yeah, they weren't scary. Like, I think they were, it was just, like, all about, like... Yeah, just fun. It's kind of... Like, and very derivative, like, you know... It's just it's just kind of straightforward, fun party rock. That's you okay. Know? And, like, yeah. you know, if you think of, like, you know, B-52s are also still going now in their current reincarnation. Like, same kind of thing, but B-52s obviously were... had a lot more strangeness going on and you know definitely a lot more character um <clears throat> we haven't actually played them much no that's okay and you know of course they're famous really famous for about 10 songs the most famous of which would be rock lobster and mm-hmm. um you know you you know that you know that like their first album is a classic yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff but absolutely um but you're right like you like know. very much like we've played a bunch of serious songs on this show. That was just music for the fun of it. That's man. yeah, exactly. That's just like put it on and get people dancing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Well, I'm going to I'm going to put on yeah. some music and get get people drinking. How about that? Well, I mean, you know, like what well, I, I cracked one open, you know. I'm our I'm yeah, we're good. Yeah, no, this is kind of like a recurring theme. Like you can play drinking songs that you know I was realizing want, when I decided today that I'm I was gonna do a three songs pod without cold beer unless I've got some sort of stomach ailment. Yeah, well I hear you. That's it's a it's you know. a it's a kind of an uh, uh, an underlying theme throughout every one of our episodes. And then I would have it would have to be a really bad stomach ailment actually. <laughs> So I'm just making it prominent. And I realize there are a lot of good drinking songs, and I'm not going with any of the obvious ones. Uh, well, that wouldn't be your style. Yeah, I mean, maybe at, at a future show, and not not to, not, you know, not that I want to diss or placements or the Pogues or any of those. Well, why would you diss those bands? No, They're great bands. exactly. It's more, it's more just... Um, I don't know. I want to play something that's a little uh, left of center, um, and uh, so I gravitated. I even still, I'm not even sure where I'm going to go here. I'm, I may even call an audible throughout the show because I've got like 20 songs. That uh, well, you know, you're, you know, you remind me of like I recently read about a new concept that's going on in some American cities, places that have like clubs with proper DJ booths that play vinyl, where they actually have like open mic dj nights yeah so you're not you're not showing up with your instruments to play like uh, nervously play a couple of your original tunes right or you're not like going up and like doing open mic night at a comedy club you're actually you're going to a club with with records and you're signing up for a 15 minute slot which means that you're playing between like two and five songs probably or Mm -hmm. two and seven songs and um and you're you say that and then they just they so you sign up say you get like 10 15 to 10 30 and you say you have 15 minutes to play whatever records you bought so basically brought so like whatever your 
you're doing on this show, you're doing a 15 minute slot, but you brought 30 records. So instead of actually playing music, you're going to be flipping through your records. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I could see, I could see that. I mean, I, I'm much more of the DJ, like the radio DJ, like we do on this show. Like I bring you songs. I'm not going to mix them. I'm not. It's not going to be any wizardry. It's just I bring Dude, don't you put songs. on. Don't be a Freddy cat about live DJing. Just it's put okay. on your cans. Nobody will yeah. talk to you. Yeah. Make sure you're in a booth. You no, know? it's it's cool, but <clears throat> but sort of what I'm saying, what I'm doing here, and what I like to do back when I used to DJ a little bit in a live setting, is I like to read the crowd a little. You know, oh, and you I have like to, to yeah. yeah, and you 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 gotta be able to call an audible now and then. You know, in my case, I often misread the crowd, and I look up, and there's like. Where there was forty people, now then there's like thirteen. That's okay. That's okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna because s- these kids today, I've noticed they like to hear a lot of like um, R and B, and and they really like relentlessly love the the hip hop, which yeah. I have no problems with. But I'm not going to stand up there as an owner of maybe thirty five hip hop records and just play those. Yeah. No, I hear you. You, you got to be true to yourself too. Um, so I'm going to start with a band. I'm going to start with probably the most, well, I don't know. I've got a couple songs that are somewhat newish, but this one's one of the more new songs that I've played on the show. Last, I, I calculated, Bob, last show, the average... I saw your math. I yeah, saw your math. 45 was the average age of my songs last show. This one is only about 10 years old. Although Ooh, actually, it's new a, rock from Mike. It's an older song that this is a ten. This cover is only about ten years old. Um, this is a cover of a uh, Charles Aznavour song. I don't know if okay. you know Charles, but um, of course, very famous French singer songwriter. Good old Chucky Aznavour. That's right. Um, he he wrote this song, which is it's kind of the quintessential drinking song in a way. Um, it's called "I Drink." And this is a cover from actually one of my favorite current bands, the Australian band, The Drones. Uh, I might play, I'll have to play them in a, in a future show because I'm not really doing them justice by playing one of their covers. But it's a great cover uh, and it's a appropriate. Well, like you've said, we've played a fair amount of Australian music yeah. and um, we've definitely played oodles of New Zealand music. Yeah. And, um, you know, perhaps, you know, if we do theme one in the upcoming shows perhaps we should do an all australian show because one of the delightful aspects of australia perhaps maybe during the um australian open when it's 100 degrees in australia and 20 degrees where we are perfect perfect yeah i'll play i'll play some other drone stuff then but right now this is from um from an ep called custom made this is the drones doing charles aznavour's i drink there you go dig it drink to drive away all the years I have hated the ambitions frustrated that no longer survive I drink day after day until the chaos behind me yes I drink to remind me that I still am alive so I give you a toast to the endless confusions to the lies and delusions that have swallowed my life yes I give you a toast to the wine and the roses to the deadly cirrhosis like a cut like a I drink to catch a gleam of the love we degraded Of a life that has faded like a vanishing moon 
I drink as in a dream to my whining desire and to the passionate fire that has burned out too soon. I drink and I drown in a promise you made me all the times you betrayed me in your anger and spite. When you pumped in the town and when you looked for the action, when you took satisfaction like a whore in the night. I drink to make believe that my life is worth a living And that the cards are forgiven at the end of the day I drink because I grieve for the dreams when we started For the innocent hearted who got lost on the way For the children I'm born and their dead phantom faces Where I stare out in braces in the tomb of your bed I drink and I mourn for the harvest of fire For the ship that has sailed and the hope that is Trick to find a place where the darkness can hide me Till the terror inside me can at least disappear I drink to my disgrace until oblivion claims me Till there's nothing that shames me till I'm blind to my fear Yes, I drink till I burst in my own degradation To the edge of damnation that is waiting below Yes, I drink with a thirst that destroys and depraves me A gulf that enslaves me and will never let go I drink until I'm lost and the street is my hideout Where I hop and I cry out until I'm gasping for breath I drink to count the cost of a life I despair for Till God hears my prayer for the compassion of death So I spit out my fire at the gods who demean us And the silence between us and the love not can save For a life that is fire, for a soul that is ailing For a body that's failing as a head for the grave I drink without a care, I drink because I must I drink to my despair, I drink to your disgust I drink, 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 my God I drink Yes I drink well, The Bob. triumphant side of drinking Yeah <laughs> Way better than the dark side of drinking yeah. The triumphant side of, you know that drink is, for joy, drink that, to be jubilant. That is an anthem to drinking, <clears throat> right? I mean, if you're going to start a show off about drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, fantastic choice. I really enjoyed that. I've never heard that before. I really enjoyed the percussion bits, too. Yeah, no, they're a really a good band. They clicking. they put out, uh, they've put out five or six records. They just put out a record last year. They're still around. Um, Gala Mill is probably my favorite. It's a sweeping double lp um wait, a sweeper yeah wait long <clears throat> by the river and wait for your enemies to float by is another one of their really good records they're just a good rock band um and their singer gareth lydiard is his name he's one of those like classic rock and roll singers who's a great rock singer with a terrible voice if you know what i mean <laughs> you know yeah like, oh, that's like, part, that's part of part of rock and roll. It, it absolutely is. Like it fits completely <laughs> well with the songs. He's a fantastic rock singer, but if you were on one of these shows where they they judge this, the quality of singing, they 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 boot him off in a second. They have those? And I love it. Uh yeah, you know, I, I don't really watch them, but they have them. 
They have them. Okay. They do. They do. Yeah. So there you That's go. That's when Bob. you like actually like are looking for something on television and you press the wrong numbers on your remote control <laughs> and you stumble upon one of those and you watch it for like forty five seconds. You're like something like that. Yeah. Whoa! And then yeah. you find out that your sister's really into it because the dude singing on the song like lives like eight minutes away from her and so they're all rooting for the dude. <laughs> yes, so yes, something like that, that kind of thing. Something <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that. okay, all right, yeah, bring him on. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the local news, so they've been waiting. It's like, oh, you were in a band, Bob. He's like, he's way better than. <laughs> you guys were it's like yeah, yeah. okay thanks so uh yes, exactly that's why the red carpet doesn't ever get rolled out when i come home because like <laughs> that dude is better but um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll stay with your old drinking theme here okay um obviously oh by the way i want to mention something i've got some neighbors that i don't know that live about three doors away i think they're just kind of shutting it down now but I've noticed over the over the last several years I've lived here now, over the last six years, that they kind of have these, they, they have a fire pit, which is actually illegal in Des Moines, which is, obviously, I'm the last guy that would ever rat on them. You know, <laughs> go for it, people. And, in fact, I had one, and and we stopped burning wood in our backyard for fear that we draw the fuzz. <clears throat> um, but they don't, apparently they don't care over there, and they listen to a lot of, um, definitely dead heady type stuff okay you can hear their dogs barking in the background maybe because yeah. ghosty's up upstairs but yeah um they've hear. got the fire pit rolling they're listening to a lot of like pan flute tonight really loud like zam zamfer or something huh. like cool. it's a little bit of a freak scene over there but anyways there's a party vibe you know because right now it's 38 in des moines which is very unseasonably warm but i'm gonna take us to the serious heat yeah. mary frierson uh Memphis singer, actually a bit of a short lived career on the brilliant Stax records. Oh yeah, and and of course she played under the stage name of Wendy Renee, and um, she actually made a little bit of a comeback in 2010. There's a wonderful interview that you can find on the internet by a good friend of mine that I knew from her days of working at uh, Shangri La Records in Memphis, Sherman Wilmot store. Uh, um, she did a really good interview of of Wendy Renee uh, just before a few years. She passed away in 2014, about on this day. So wow, you know, three year anniversary of of the of the the death of a very powerful singer, and this is her tribute to one of the greatest American traditions, and that's barbecue. And uh, so when you think of barbecue. You know, a lot of people think of it as like just like flipping burgers on a grill, but of course, a proper bar barbecue is kind of cooking a whole animal and eating it from head to tail. I, I believe that's like the etymology of the word, although that's somewhat argued. So, like, you know, ba essentially, you cook up, you have a pig roast and you eat every damn bit of the pig mm -hmm. or whatever you, you're putting on there. And of course, it's a worldwide tradition, barbacoa and everything. But anyways, this is my favorite song about a proper barbecue. This is Barbecue by Wendy Renee. I just believe it was made when she was a teenager. She sang it when she was a teenager.
Thank you, Bob. I love that song. Yeah, it's again. It's, I didn't mean to be so fun and uncomplicated tonight. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I I, I was gonna play that song myself. What's the best barbecue you've ever had? Yeah, <sighs> you told me that, but what's the what's the best barbecue you've ever had? Like uh, the best ribs you've ever had? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, probably the ones that I just most recently ate because you know. Well, you know they got a lot of good stuff in your neighborhood. They do. Yeah, there's a good there's a good barbecue place. I actually went with my buddy Elliot, who's in town last week. We went and had some good barbecue at this uh, Hill Country Barbecue. They've got a few around town. Um, They're pro there. Like they've got the right gear. Like. They are. Yeah, you know, I mean, places like that in New York, if you're not good, you, you probably don't last just because there's so much Same as Memphis and Kansas City. Yeah, right. Well, well actually, you might last in Kansas City. Yeah. I, but you ain't going to last in Memphis. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, no, um, I actually can get bad barbecue in Memphis, but... Man, I'll tell you what, the chop, the chop pork shoulder sandwich at Payne's is staple for me when I'm there, and then my favorite barbecue restaurant is right on the... Memphis, Arkansas state line called the Cozy Corner. Woo! Nice. Gotta go there. Nice. Then Casey's got them, you know, Joe's and LC's. And, you know, it's hard to miss when you go to places like that. Actually, Des Moines actually has a cool few good places, but, you know, I'll tell you one funny thing about barbecue is my, the foremost expert on barbecue is my buddy Sherman Wilmot, who was. The ho- has hosted me many times in the '90s, especially for Silver Jews and pavement recording sessions. And um, he would like he knew when it was bad barbecue, and he'd make this face. He'd have a bite, and he'd be like, "Oh, this is new place I've heard about, and so and so said it was good. I'm going to go down there." And like he'd take a bite, and he would just put it back in the styrofoam or whatever it was served in, and be like, "Man, I can taste the lighter fluid." <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, bad sign. Actually, is. when I was in Hot Springs, there used to be a great barbecue place called Purity where we would shoot pool and play shuffleboard. And Pete Vestal would hang out at the bar and have a few Budweiser's. We'd leave him alone because he was deep in thought. <laughs> and uh, and they made great barbecue. And one night, I'd have been in there for too long. And he decided to take me into the smoking room, right? And I was like... It was kind of like going to a chapel, like a barbecue chapel. And I'm in there with him, and he's showing me, like, the racks that he's smoking at, like, whatever, like 220 degrees. That's, like, tomorrow's meat. It's all in there, and, like, it's all bricks in there, and it's all dark and smoky. And there's this big door, like a meat refrigerator drawer that, like, holds it all in. And we're standing there, and he's pulling out pieces of meat. I'm like, dude, man, to do that. It's perfect. Don't mess with it. It's great. And he had this thing called the crock that was like beans and rib meat all mixed together, which tastes fantastic. It's now defunct. Like they got McClard's, which is all right. But if you go to hot springs, but um, so we're in there for like five or 10 minutes and Bill's no longer with us. He actually resembled that. um, Remember the famous artist on PBS, the guy, um, Bob, Bob Ross. Yeah. 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 Bob. He kind of looked like Bob Ross. Uh, but he was like a, he was a pit genius, you know? And, um, so we're in there and then like, and you know, I was kind of hammered and then he realizes that we were locked in there. Okay. And like, there was like a five minute period of my life where I 
I thought that I was going to get somewhat appropriately like slow smoked to death. Oh no! Locked in this like small brick barbecue pit. And there's like, I kind of just, you know, when like somebody's like kind of panicking and looking for the so-called extra key. Yeah. And so you just kind of don't say anything. And like, thankfully, about five minutes later, he found it. And let's just say that the four mile drive home was not stressful because I was just kind of happy to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd I'd actually been like a little bit slow smoked, but I thought I was going to be in there for, could have been like seven eight nine hours who knows what would happen but anyway wendy renee you know that's like i guess like the theme song for smoking meat on a hot summer night so like that that song i love that that song just makes me think of summer it is a happy thing it is a happy thing but you're gonna you know where are you gonna take us with the drinking next you need to keep us happy you're gonna keep us dark uh gonna go i guess kind of in between uh yeah, a little. I'll bring the mood down just a touch, but not too bad. Um, going back to 1942 with uh, just a classic, Louis Jordan. Uh, I love Louis Jordan, and and I think he's an, another one that's. I mean, he's known certainly, but he's not. He's maybe not respected as a jazz great or a blues great the way some are but he's just he there's some really fantastic songs that he he's wrote. no lightning hopkins he's no lightning hopkins um but you know a singer a sax player um just songwriter and i think he was very influential on a lot of artists that came after him and um this one is a fantastic drinking or song about drinking it's called what's the use of getting sober when you're gonna get drunk again Louis Jordan. Stop drinking so much. Well, I ain't doing so much drinking. Shut up, boy. You drink all day and you drink all night. And, son, you know that that ain't right. Well, well, Pappy, you just give me a chance. I can... Shut up, boy. Boy, you're looking thin as a twig. I know that. Look like to your dear old Pappy, you're about to blow your wig. I ain't going to blow my wig, Pappy. What's the use of getting sober when you're gonna get drunk again? Old Sam done something fine when he brought back good whiskey, beer, and wine. I love my whiskey and I love my gin. Every time you see me, I'm in my sin What's the use of getting sober When you're gonna get drunk again I went out last night About half past one I thought I'd hoop it up a little bit, you know And have a little fun I got me a half a pint 
about half past two. Mm-mm-mm. The way I was feeling, you know what I want to do. I got me a pint about half past four. Felt so good till I went out and got me some more. I got me a quart about half past five. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, that was so nice, I didn't know what I did alive. So, what's the use of getting sober when you're gonna get drunk again? I've been thinking, but I keep drinking. I guess I'm about to lose my mind. You know that one, Bob? Louis Jordan? I'm just unmuting myself because I was reaching into the box for another. <laughs> <coughs> Hold on. Okay. But you know that expression from the 19th century, Hair of the Dog, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Which I think everybody knows, but I guess that's cracking, all cracking a new you know, one it, open. It comes from like I believe it comes from hell. It might come from Scotland. Maybe <clears throat> it's like uh, it's. I guess when you got like bit by a rabid dog, right, right. You got to go which back. We don't really and get, think about like yeah. um, when we're drinking. Like we try to avoid rabid dogs. <laughs> yeah, the hair of the dog that bit you. Yeah, exactly, but but they used to actually, like, take dog hair and put it over a rabid dog bite, thinking it would help. Ah, interesting. So, I mean, which, I mean, it's a dangerous event. <laughs> yeah, sure. In a lot of ways, just is, like, one of those things where you've had too much to drink, and, like, I think, like, you know, there's famous... Early morning drinks served at brunches like mimosas and right. and Bloody Marys, Bloody Marys yeah. to ease your way out of the night before you know like right you know and they're available everywhere of course very famously in a you know drinking cities which I think every city's a drinking city really just about yeah if you're looking for it. But anyways, the theme of the show is drinking songs, and um, you know you're, we're, I guess we're trying to cast drinking in a positive light. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I don't know if that last one was too, too positive. My next one might not be. But what? Do you, where are you going from here? <laughs> I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the modern day. I'm going to go to like some buddies of mine. Nice. Um, I don't meet that many people. You, my love of sports we've talked about on the show. Of course, we share a mutual love of horse racing. To be quite honest, what's your favorite baseball team? Uh, you know, I think we talked about this. I grew up being a Dodger fan and then became a Red Sox fan because I was a Yankee hater. Uh, right, yeah, I remember you yeah. talking about this. See, now yeah. I've, and I'm sure I've mentioned the fact that I'm a lifelong Pittsburgh Pirates fan yeah. for no particular reason other than the fact that when I was born in 67, my father, who was a Pirates and Tigers fan, those are my two favorite teams, the Pittsburgh Pirates, by far number one, then the Detroit Tigers, clearly number two, so one from each league. I Even though, like, geographically, I've got no association with either team. In fact, a lot of people say, oh, the Steelers won, you must be happy about that, because I'm kind of like, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I'm 
I sit where I'm sitting right now during this podcast and listen on the radio to the Pirates every night during the summer when I don't have to work. Um, but this is, uh, what the, I guess the way I bonded with this band, a Pittsburgh band that's current, they're on sub pop. Um, in fact, earlier today I had the pleasure of making a couple of passes and attempts at um, adding vocals to a song or is that's coming out on their upcoming album. They're a band on sub pop called uh, the go to beds. And uh, they're a band I first heard about, I think four years ago, uh, Gerard Cosley, who runs Matador, of course, and our, you know, part runs that and runs a label called one, two XU. I think he played Obnox I did. on a show when yep. I was gone. Yep. Um, he put out one, one of their years. records yep. and put sure. out early proto martyr and, Right. Of course, Gerard goes back to Homestead and. Yeah. You know. Tastemaker from way back, Gerard is. Co- you know, conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Gerard's a powerhouse. Just a great guy. So, um, but I've become friends with this band, even though I've never met them. And, like, in fact, they invited me to DJ an album release party that they had in Pittsburgh. I couldn't do it because i had to work so i sent them a bunch of cds and that's the best i could do mix cds and they seem to be happy with that but i've become good buddies with their singer guitar player uh eli kazan it's k-a-s-a-n like i should not know how to say his name properly but really friendly guy and uh i love their music i'm totally on their side and i really yeah hopefully they you know hopefully what I did today was not a complete waste of time, but, Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've their records and, uh, this is off their 2014 record. And it's, the song's called New York's all right. And, um, well, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Got it up.
Go to beds. That was cool. Yeah, so yeah, so my friend Tracy Keats Wilson, who's in a band called Positive No, with her husband Kenneth Close. Um, she's like um, she used to work at Pure Platters, and she told me about them the same time she told me about Proto Martyr a few years ago. And hopefully I'll hang out with her in a few days. But like, she's like an avid listener of, of music. She's like, Bob, you gotta listen to these records. And I, I bought bought them both. I generally take her advice, and I listened. To, I bought that record, and I was like, "Oh, it's great!" <clears throat> and she's uh, like, "You got to see them live," which I still haven't. But apparently, their live show is mind blowing. So I'm really looking forward to that day. Uh, but uh, anyways, more power to the go to beds. So any band that I guess sort of like names their band after the pseudonym of the Wire drummer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That Robert was, go to bed. That was ben. exactly my first thought and you know it turns out we have a, a mutual friend that's connected to the go to beds. Well, I don't know if it's a mutual friend, but I have a friend. This is like our I don't know 3 4 degrees of separation. Uh, I have a friend named Matt, Matt Hansis who is a buddy of the go to beds. Uh, and he, he said that he actually just went to the Steelers game with their drummer last weekend. But uh, he he mentioned, so I said that you were going to be playing the go-to-beds tonight. He said, remind Bob that we all went to the uh, West Virginia Derby um, and West Virginia uh, Cup Day uh, 2014. <laughs> yeah. and, and 2000 what? 2000 2014, what? we're disappointed that Moonshine Mullen scratched. So, Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta love pirate fan indie rock. That's right. And, yeah, uh, Matt's a big. Yeah. He's he's a Matt's a pirate fan <laughs> indie rocker horse racing guy. So it's like it's it's might as well be Bob Nastanovich, right? Well, yeah, and I I should maybe I should move to Pittsburgh, but um, <laughs> perhaps I'll be that lucky one day. But um, in the meantime, I'm very happy here. But yeah, um, anyways, Pittsburgh and the, and Pittsburgh's musical contribution is like, and I'm not going to like, you know, like, I don't even know what it is. But one thing I do know is Carl Hendricks trio. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a band you're familiar with. Oh, yeah, a band that for sure. Pavement had the pleasure of playing with a few times and um, just really great people and great music. And uh, um, sadly... Carl himself, he passed away about this time last year, sometime late in 2016. And I wanted to play um, one of his songs, and uh, I picked one out and sent it to you. And this is a, a you know, a, a tribute to our to our brother uh, Carl Hendricks. Let's do it. Yeah, bigger jerk. You're a bigger jerk than me, Carl Hendricks. I am. I am. Yeah. Um, uh, they're in. They're a band, I think, that didn't really get their due. They're they're very underrated. Very very good songs. Here you go.
Carl Hendricks Trio. Thanks for playing that one, Bob. Thanks for reminding oh, me of them, Bob. And Carl. Yeah, great band. But oh, so yeah. a few years ago, me and my buddy Charlie Zell, we drove 12 hours uh, to go see the Pirates and the Cardinals for a couple of nights. And we, we, one thing we took in, uh, we definitely took in some harness racing at the Meadows, which was a bit magical. But we had, um, before we went in and saw the Pirates beat the Cardinals, we went to a place called Holy's Fish Market. Um, W-H-O-L-E-Y apostrophe S fish market. Okay. Okay. Proper fish market. Great fish sandwiches. So if you're in Pittsburgh, make sure you go there. If you're up really late, go to Promonte Brothers. Don't bother getting it at the stadium because it just doesn't work. You got to get it. It's like the Promonte Brothers original location is in the fruit market. Um, Pittsburgh has its merits. It's a beautiful city. And I've, I've spent very little time there. I went to Three Rivers after spending a few days in Worcester, Ohio, a long time ago. But uh, anyways, Pittsburgh's a great city, and rock on the go-to-beds, and rest in peace, my man Carl Hendricks. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I don't know how to follow <clears throat> that, but uh, I'm going to go back to uh, maybe have another drink. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm gonna play the drunkard special. Uh, reach, reach for another uh, Royale beer product. I, I guess I will. I'm gonna play the drunkard special. It's um, this is this is going back to 1929. Holy cow! Now you're you're hitting over 100 years tonight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is um, the guy named Coley Jones recorded After some songs. After you play songs. this, maybe we should like make up a song like to make things current. Like I've, I can go down there and get some percussion. You grab your guitar. Maybe we can make actually something actually totally current fair enough fair enough um but this is a guy named coley jones from texas 1929 it's called the drunkard special and one of the things i love about texas is a big state mike yeah well okay that's what part 
I think he was from Dallas, but uh, okay. not 100% sure. Anyway, just listen to the song, man. Uh, All right, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> we can talk about it after. Um, one of the things I love about it is he sounds drunk while he's singing it, so enjoy this one, Bob. Drunkard special, Coley Jones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I went home Drunk as I could be There's another mule in the stable Where my mule ought to be Come here, honey Explain yourself to me How come another mule in the stable Where my mule ought to be Oh, crazy Oh, silly, can't you plainly see That's nothing but a milk cow Where your mule ought to be I've traveled this world over Million times or more Saddle on a milk cow's back I've never seen before Second night when I got home, drunk as I could be, there's another coat on the coat rack where my coat ought to be. Come here, honey. Explain this thing to me. How come another coat on the coat rack where my coat ought to be? Oh, crazy, silly. Can't you plainly see Nothing but a bed quilt Where your coat ought to be I've traveled this world over Million times or more Pockets in a bed quilt I've never seen before Third night when I went home, drunk as I could be, there's another head on the pillow where my head ought to be. Come here, honey, come here. Explain this thing to me. How come another head on the pillow where my head ought to be? All crazy, all silly. Can't you plainly see That's nothing but a cabbage head That your grandma sent to me I've traveled this world over Million times or more How on a cabbage head I've never seen before Hair on a cabbage head I've never seen before Right, Bob? Yeah, I'm here. I just uh, was digging that. <laughs> uh, I just texted you a song to send off the show to Otha Taylor. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It goes along with all of your, your themes tonight and, and my themes. Uh, 
It's uh, Shimmy She Wobble. Okay, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um... Yeah, pull it up, and I, and I'll tell you a quick story. So when I was in Memphis one time, uh, Scott Taylor, uh, who was in the Grifters, he drove us out. This takes me. You like what? Like this, your songs tonight reminded me of like wandering somewhat lost around northern Mississippi going to like Steamboat and Clarksdale and going to Itabina and like basically looking at like wet houses falling down that kind of thing <laughs> and um, <laughs> like kind of what are we doing here sort of thing and I first went there with my buddy Jay Tobler and Richie Walker when I was a kid we're trying to I was kind of trying to figure out you know what we were doing there but that's all beside the point. And I guess every time I've gone back, I, I've, I've often thought the same thing. And then, but I was in Memphis, and Scott Taylor was in that band Grifters. Oh yeah. And uh, so he, he he and his girlfriend decided to take uh, myself and Steve Malkmus out to um, to uh, one of these these gigs in a shack, right? Um, uh, blues shack, right? Apparently R.L. Burnside's house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, I believe it was a Friday night and it was rock and roll. And they're playing, they're playing pool where you had to like bank in the, the eight ball to win. So there's, and you're playing for a five, there's no way you're going to win. You got your <laughs> beers. They were like 16 ounce bush lights that were like sort of perfectly like the top half inch was somewhat frozen. And, uh, there was like a little room where they were playing blues music. And there, the weird thing was, is there's like these, German guys doing a document documentation movie on blues music or something. And like, I guess sort of people were Oral Burnside. It was his place. And he appears in the doorway. I'm going to say like around one, one AM and everybody, and every, even though the musicians were like shit hot, you know, like, didn't matter whether he turned up or not, but he turns up, he's standing in the doorway and he's a big unit, you know, big man. And he's got like a glass of clear liquid and he takes the sip out of it and he falls flat down on his face. And three or four of like the young people there helped him up and like, and then he got up there and played a song or two and then he walked off and that continued losing pool games, you know, politely handing five dollar bills to the victors okay (laughs) and uh and it was an energetic evening one i'll never forget um and i wasn't putting dog hair on my wounds the next morning i was (laughs) resuming eating chop chop shoulder sandwiches from pains and uh but um anyways i just wanted to like Thank you for the show, and thank you for all the beautiful music you played tonight. And I think you should continue with your uh, drinking song theme. And I'm going to lead us out with Shimmy She Wobble by Otha Turner. You got it? I, I, I've got it, and uh, I may follow it with one other. So we'll, we'll do we'll do a, a, a back-to-back. I'm going to – I might end – I think I'm going to end it with the Jazz Butcher down the drain. Oh, yeah, yeah, do that. And Which, then we'll say, say goodnight, and then I guess I won't be back here you know, on, on, in, on this premises until my mother's – uh, birthday, which is the 29th. I'll be back here in the podcast. Show. All right, let's let's. Uh, so so we're doing a, a, a extra so long one. If you want to get one. Jack from Royal Brewing up, yeah. like you know, during the holidays, you said you kind of you're having a quality hunt, uh, 
a, a home holiday. Yeah, home holiday. We might have some some other guests. We'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do a show or two with with you being out. But uh, I'm yeah. lining them up. Like I've got some guests. Like if you want them, like uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll, like we'll you know, talk. It'll be fun. But via we'll, the normal digitalized routes. We'll, we'll miss you and a uh, couple couple to play us out here. Otha Turner into the Jazz Butcher. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, Otha. Thank you. Yeah. Field music. Fife and drum.
walks the bloody far I peeled back my cranium, put my brain in a jar If only I'd been born in a bar And I wish I'd been born on the beach With everything I wanted in my reach Take the richest women and I suck a Michael H. If only I'd been born on the beach And I wish I'd been born in a wood Then I don't want to be misunderstood But rail at all humanity and give it up for good If only I'd been born in a wood And I wish I'd been born up a tree Walking on the ground's just not for me I'll build a little shelter, get my foliage for free If only I'd been born up a tree And I wish that I'd been born in Salangore I wish I'd been a tiger even more If I ever got in trouble I would only have to roar So I wish that I'd been born in Salangore Maybe we should do a New Year's Eve show because I'm not doing anything. Why not? Why not? Let's do well, it. Well, yeah, we'll figure something out. But have a great holiday, and I'll talk to you soon. You too, Bob. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thank you.